0: It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope called the Dose of Hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at addvalue2life.com/dose. Add value to life.com/dose. I'm so excited to have Evan Carmichael as our guest today. Evan believes in entrepreneurs. Gary Vaynerchuk called him the DJ who inspires people, and Ed Milette called him the modern-day Napoleon Hill. At 19, he built and sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist raising half a million to $15 million. He now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 3.4 million subscribers and 300 million views. He's written four books, speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem. People don't believe in themselves enough. Forbes named him one of the world's top 40 social marketing talents and Inc. named him one of the 100 greatest leaders, leadership speakers. 25 social media keynote speakers you need to know. He set two world records, uses a trampoline and a stand-up desk, owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio where he met his wife, and has a giant Doritos bag in front of him all day long to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. Toronto is his home. He's a husband, father, TSM fan, and Timo Maine. Evan Carmichael and Robert talk about discovering your purpose. It is important to really know yourself and believe in yourself. He helps people believe in their purpose and take action. He's an inspiration making an impact on the world by helping others. Well, Evan, thanks so much for joining me, Damian. I'm looking forward to a great conversation. Yeah, let's do this, Robert.
1: I'm excited. I think your studio shrunk. Uh, I'm moving uh, next week. So we have to get rid of all of the stuff around and yeah, over the next couple, couple of weeks, it'll be a little bit of chaos, but we're here. It's still happening. We're still to add value to some entrepreneurs. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. And uh, congratulations on the move. Thanks, man.
0: So I, I typically just let each person share their entrepreneurial journey. And I know yours started quick from a biotech company that you sold and, and, to raising venture capital in your before you're 20, and and so share share your journey from from your perspective.
1: Quick, yeah, uh, I'll, you know I'll go quick, and if there's anything you <laughs> want to kind of drill down on, let me know. Happy to go deeper. But I had a lot of entrepreneurial tendencies growing up. Um, you know, baseball cards and garage sales and all that kind of stuff. But I'm what 42 in a week and a bit, so. When I was growing up, being an entrepreneur wasn't a thing. I didn't know any entrepreneurs. I didn't have anybody my family was an entrepreneur. So I thought I wanted to be a banker. And when I got to university, I realized, hey, um, I had this opportunity to join a company, take 30% of it uh, as an equity owner, but only make 300 bucks a month versus taking my kind of 100K a year dream job. And um, I just decided I didn't want to live with regret of not knowing that I'd rather know and fail than not know. And so I became an entrepreneur, struggled a lot. Um, some of the worst days of my life, especially when I told my business partner that I quit, but um, found my way through modeled success. And there's a lot that I'm kind of skipping over, but we can again, dive deeper, uh, sold it, became a venture capitalist for a while, uh, started helping entrepreneurs. I think ultimately your purpose comes from your pain. So whatever you struggle the most with as a human is what you wanna help other people through. And so, because I struggled so much as an entrepreneur, I wanted to try to make the path a little bit easier for all the other 19-year-old Evans out there who are trying to get their business off the ground. And fast forward to today, I'm 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 talking to Robert, and we're doing this show, so I'm excited.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I like that. Obviously, purpose purpose comes from the pain. What What was the recognition that that this company wasn't working for you? Because I, I know you quit right before a huge opportunity to, to create revenue, but yet knew that it wasn't right.
1: Um, honestly, it was just, I was tired of feeling like a loser, you know, like I would wake up every day and I remember going to my, I would drive to my business partner's apartment and I work from his dining room table cause you know, his little home office couldn't fit me in there. And so I'd work from his dining room table, bring my same bean salad lunch every day cause it was what I could afford and that was every day. Like I woke up, it was dark, got to his office or his apartment and I left when it was dark. And every day that was, that was my life. And, um, you know, that's, it's great. I mean, working hard is great and it, and it fills you up, but when you're not seeing any kind of results, it sucks. You know, at some point it starts to take its toll on you. And I didn't, I, I also made it hard on myself and that I didn't have any other entrepreneur friends. Um, when, when my friends in life, you know, asked me to hang out or how I was doing. I always told them I was, I was living the entrepreneur life and hustling. And really I was, I just, I was isolated and alone and too embarrassed to say I was struggling. So I insulated myself, which made things worse. Um, and I just, at one point just had enough of feeling like a total loser that I was working hard on this thing that I deeply cared about and just saw zero traction, which led to me saying that I quit. I'm a business partner. Um, and yeah, a, a bunch of those factors, you know, like if you're working on something and, the, and you're not really working hard on it, you can kind of understand why you're not getting results. But if you're waking up every day and it's, it's all day, it's all you're doing and it's not working out, that starts to take its toll on you um, emotionally, mentally. And that's what led to that um, worst day of my life when I told my business partner I quit.
0: Mm. So uh, as an introvert, obviously jumping into entrepreneurship seems like, well, ah, this, this, this real challenging space to, to jump into. And and I think you mentioned you didn't have anyone to talk to. So, so what have you learned about mentors and reaching out to mentors and having mentors in your life since then?
1: Yeah, I think being an introvert, um, first off, most people don't believe that I'm an introvert by seeing my energy and the videos I make and how I've done so many, so much content. And I honestly really struggled with that a lot too in the early days of what I was doing. And Uh, over the years, what I've discovered is that introverts also want to serve. Like we still want to serve. I still want to help. We, you know, just because I'm introverted doesn't mean that I don't want to have an impact. Uh, it's just how do I serve in a way that feels right is what, you know, became my journey. Um, mentors became incredibly helpful for me, but my first mentors were not people who I met, they were people who I learned from online, um, and from books (laughs) Uh, back when I was getting started you know, 20 years ago. And you may not have a lot of the people in your life now who are encouraging you, who are pushing you, who are telling you that you can do it, who can give you advice. But the good news is you've got YouTube and you've got the internet and and those people are posting content every day online. You've got this podcast to listen to, to figure out how you can get more value and, and put it into your business. And so even if you were not born with the right circumstances around you, where you are right now, doesn't have to be where you end up. If you choose to surround yourself with even virtual aspirational mentors, I learn a lot from people I've never met. i learn a lot from Oprah Winfrey and Elon Musk and um, lots of people who hopefully I can meet one day, but to this point I haven't met and they still are some of my best mentors because they push me forward in a positive direction.
0: Well, I mean, even Napoleon Hill believed he was learning from from people who are no longer. He, he could no longer sit down with them, <laughs> and so, so yeah, I think the opportunity to learn is is at its peak. Like, you know, today there's more opportunity to learn from other people than there ever was, and tomorrow there'll be even more, and so, so that's incredible. Uh, obviously, the the thing that you're known for or that you've really tried to help people with is is purpose so can you share a little bit about digging into that doing that work to to find your purpose to feel like you know you want to serve but but what's that purpose how do you align that that desire to serve with knowing what you're how you're supposed to serve
1: awesome question um at the beginning it's first even recognizing that you are built to serve you know like if you're not happy right now it's because you feel like you're, you don't matter. You know, if you woke up every day and went to a job that you hate, which is most people, by the way, like most people wake up and drive to a job that they hate. Why do you hate it? Well, because you feel like you don't matter, feel like you're having no impact. You feel like it, it doesn't matter if you show up or not, that the work you're creating doesn't really make a difference at all in the world. And if that's your daily existence, that's what leads to anxiety and stress and depression and suicide and just a lot of terrible things. But if you woke up and felt like Today is going to matter. Today is going to mean something. I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to work on something. And it's going to, it's going to mean something to somebody else. Like it's not enough just to do it for ourselves. It has to mean something to somebody else. And maybe that's for the world. You know, you and I want to, we want to serve the world. We want to have a big impact. We want to reach a lot of people. Um, And for some people, it's not the world. It's just the 25 closest people to them. But, but we all want to wake up and feel like today is going to matter to somebody else. And if we do that, that's the path to happiness and fulfillment in, um, in purpose. And so that's a good starting point. If you're not happy right now, it's because you're not serving and you feel like what you do doesn't matter to anybody else. So, okay, well, how do I serve and whom do I serve? Well, that then becomes a question of whatever you struggled the most with, right? As I talked about at the beginning of the show, your purpose comes from your pain. So whatever you... What was the worst moment of your life? When did you struggle the most as a human? Not, not uh, mental, not physical pain, sorry. Not like you broke your, your leg or something, but <laughs> emotional pain. When did you feel the most worthless as a human being? And for me, it was when I quit on my business partner and I just felt completely lost. Uh, but we've all had these moments in our lives where you felt really low. And the point is not to go back and live there. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have a, have a struggle going backwards because we don't want to think about the negative past because we're trying to create something better. Like, what? why are you taking me back to the pain? I'm trying to create a new world. Cool, but the point isn't to stay locked in the past. The point is to use that past to then create a better future because if you think back to that painful memory that you went through, there are millions of people right now, millions of people who are struggling with the same thing that you struggled with and you can help them how you got out of the hole that you were in is a lesson that other people can learn from. And it doesn't mean that we're done growing. You know, you're never done adding value to entrepreneurs. I've never done believing in myself. Like there's always a, a growth curve ahead of us, but every time we take a step up and learn more, we can reach back and pull somebody else up to where we're at as well. And most people are stuck at step zero. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us are worried about how do I get to, how do I become like whoever insert your hero, Tony Robbins or Oprah Winfrey, or Elon Musk, like, how do I get up there? Meanwhile, most people are struggling at step zero, they get to step one, and you can help people with that. And that'll lift you up. And so if you woke up every day and felt like you were actually making a difference in the people's lives who are currently who you used to be, that will fill you up for the rest of your life. And that's, that's the that's a good kind of addiction that you, that you should have in your life.
0: Well, I, I, I love that. I think the challenge for so many is like you said, they're at step zero, but they want to be at step 1000. And for some reason feel like they can get there with like a giant leap instead of just one step at a time.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I think most, of, most of the people listening to this, you're not at step zero. Like you like have some appreciation for how far you have come. You know, most, most people are stuck at step zero, but I would think this audience, you're, you're at least at step, you know, 20, 25, 30. And, and all we're doing is looking forward to say, well, I'm not at step 1,000. I'm not as good as whoever. But we don't look back to, to realize how far we've come from that moment where you felt really bad about yourself. And so that's the work. It's like, hey, when people struggle with imposter syndrome, it's another common oh, I've got imposter syndrome. I'm gonna start a podcast, but I'm not as good as Joe Rogan, or I'm not we start comparing ourselves to all these other people who've done amazing things. Cool, but you you can help the person who you used to be, and and most people are still stuck there. And so make your show or make your content or make your product or service to help those people because they they badly need the help and You are at step 25, you know, pat yourself on the back. You made it this far. Amazing. Now go back and help people get to where you're at.
0: I like that. So now your word is, your word is believe your first book, your, your other book was your, your one word. How do you help people dig into that purpose? Obviously it's a whole book, but just that, that idea of, of, of that much focus on just one word.
1: I think everybody has a single most important core value. And when you figure out what that is, it allows you to live a, a more meaningful, purposeful life. So mine is believe. If you had to pick, Robert, what, what, what's one word that defines Robert? It's value. Cool. So that's great because what that does is open up a lot of self-awareness. Anytime you're not happy, it's because you feel like you're not, there's no value. And, and this, is, this is always a double thing. It's always for ourselves. I need to believe more in myself. You need to bring more value to yourself. And it's what we give to the world. You want to bring value to the world. That's why this show is called, you know, I'd value entrepreneurs. I want to bring belief to the world. And so if we're ever not happy, it's because we feel like we're out of alignment with our most important core value.
0: We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, dream life planner, move from tired and overwhelmed to free and empowered by Noel L. Peterson available on Amazon. Or you can order a personalized signed copy at Empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R 2, dream.com. That's Empower, number two, dream.com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness.
1: If you felt like you are not bringing any value to yourself and you are not bringing any value to the world, with your, with your content or or your company, you would not be happy. And so it's true. Why that's the
0: biggest, one of the biggest things I've wrestled with even years after naming the company add value is, is kind of believing in my own value and the value that I am adding (laughs) and that I am creating. And so it's a, it is a double edge.
1: And, and I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because most people only look at the external, like, how do I bring more value to other people? but you it's also an internal game how do you bring more value to yourself how do you value yourself more for everything that you do have Um, my biggest problem is still how do i believe in myself more to get to the next step and people would say but robert you're the value guy what are you talking about how can this even be a thing what all you do is bring value how can you even judge that but it's to get to the next level right like you you're again you might be at level 1000. Cool. Like, but you're capable of more. How did we get to level 2000 more value? And so that's where, when you're really good at something, people would say, Robert's really good at bringing value to people, but, but you're just scratching the surface of the value you could bring to people and recognizing the self value inside you. And that's how, you know, the achiever can kick in to say, okay, this is how we get to the next step. And having that awareness, I think is important because you know, value and belief are not so different, but, but there's, there are differences. And so I'm all about belief. That's what gets me going. Value gets you going. As you go through the exercise, and I go through a process to help you figure that out, but even just anybody watching, listening, if you just thought about it, what's your single most important core value? Something will come up, and don't worry about it having to be perfect, but it's something. And, and you need more of that in your life, and you need to be serving people through that thing as well. And what's awesome, Robert, that I discovered is everybody's one word is always something positive. I've never had somebody's one word come back as as death or, <laughs> or, or hatred or or it's something really negative. It's never happened. It's always something positive, which, which leads me to believe that humans are good. Like, we're good. We want to serve. We want to help. We are good. And so if we are good, why is there so much pain and negativity and chaos in the world? Well, it's because peop- most people are hurt. And hurt people, hurt people.
0: Absolutely. And they've and they're not willing to do the they're not willing to do the work. They're not willing to, to look inside and discover that purpose. And so they're living in that misery of going to the job, of going to the place, of doing the stuff that the world expects them to do instead of what they really want to do or what they were really created to do. You and I, you use built to serve. I've I've you know I use created to do, but the idea is that innately inside each one of us from the time we're born there's something inside of us to serve
1: humanity, to help other humans. Yeah, and Robert, most people are in so much pain that they can't even think of that. But mm. I, I don't think of people as being negative or toxic or haters. They're just people in a lot of pain that, that they, they can't even think of. If, if Robert's coming on and talking about this beautiful new world that you can create for yourself and you can do anything you want, you just have to learn how to add value. It's like, Robert, you don't understand, right? because they're they're buried and there's so much pain and so when you when i've been in pain when you've been in pain think about the massive pain you did you always show up as your best self you know like if if you were in a ton of pain and then you know somebody cut you off in lane afterwards are you really nice to that person are you always right like we don't show up as our best selves when we're in pain and so now imagine being constantly in a, in a state of pain are you ever going to show up as your best? No. And so this is why I think it's so important that people share their story and why the person who's in pain will not look to an Oprah Winfrey and say, I can do that because it feels too out of reach, too unattainable too Oprah doesn't understand me. But when they can look to you and they can say, wow, you know what, Robert, you went through that. You're exactly like me. If you can get out, maybe I can, too. And by us sharing our stories, it plants a seed of hope to allow people to make that all-important first step that starts them on their growth journey. And so it's why I love coming on shows like this and, and, and sharing, but also just encouraging people to share their stories because we often feel like it doesn't matter because why, why should I share my story when Oprah Winfrey and Tony Robbins exist? Well, it's because most of the people who are in pain they won't learn from those people but they might just learn from you because you know exactly what they're going
0: through oh, and story story is so powerful which i think is what's led you to to your youtube success is, is you know putting your story out there and 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 you're you're an introvert on a mission right and so the mission outweighed your desire to to hide
1: yeah and it's still an ongoing battle uh, <laughs> and it took a long time to get here And my hope is that other people can get there faster. You know, my, my YouTube channel had 65 or 25 subscribers in the first year, you know, by year five, I think we had 2000 something subscribers. Like we were not, I was not growing very quickly. Um, and it was mostly because of the, my own mind blocks, my own sense of value, you know, in in back to that, you know, all important word there for you, um, I really struggled with that. And it took me a long time to get through. And luckily, the only thing I had going for me was I just kept going. But I, but it was really slow. And I made a ton of mistakes and had a lot of mindset blocks and issues. And um, I just kept going. And luckily, that you know paid off just the consistency. Most people will quit a lot sooner. And and that's part of my mission is I want to help people believe in themselves to go one more day and maybe do it a little bit you know smarter so that they don't have to struggle as much as I did. Well, I
0: like that just keep going, right? Just just one more. I mean, it's you know three feet from gold, right Just yeah. just keep going. And, and and so that I guess I want to bring your wife into the story just because i I love your relationship and 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 your family. and so i I believe in the power of the marriage mastermind and and how a spouse can can empower you to be a better person and better servant. And so I just wanted to get your view of how your marriage and families empowered you and your success.
1: Yeah. So in my, I've, I've had three relationships basically my whole life. So I'm I'm, all, I'm not really a dater. It's just been long-term relationships. And, um, Nina, my wife was, a surprising breath of fresh air. So in my first two relationships, um, one was just out of university, so I was just kind of not not knowing what I was doing and just kind of getting into it. But as I was starting to speak and do things, um, I always thought, "Well, this is my thing, and you come to come to my event, you'll be bored." Like, don't worry, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to talk entrepreneurship and show up there. And um, when I met Nina, she said she asked if she can come. Like yeah, you don't want to come. Like it's, I'm just gonna talk. You know, it's boring. You, you don't really care about entrepreneurship stuff. It's like no, I just want to come and see you do your thing. I'm like really? Okay, cool. Yeah, come. And so she came and she sat in the front row. And um, I remember looking at her while I was doing my event and uh, just thought, wow, this is really nice. <laughs> it's like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was missing. Um, there was, there's a song. There's a line that goes. I didn't know that I was starving until I tasted you, which it's like, you didn't even, I didn't even know what I was missing until I had a bite. And, um, one of the things that happened with my, the growth of my channel, the growth of my business was in fact, you know, Mary and Nina, uh, and not that she gave me business advice or strategies, or she was some YouTube expert or something. It was more just a support and the sense that we're doing this together and that Um, I don't have a strong need to, to have to share what's on my mind or my feelings, but, um, having somebody to do things with is really, really, really nice. And it really helped contribute to the energy and momentum and growth of my business.
0: Oh, love that. So what was your most memorable date?
1: Uh, probably the first one when she was late. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, we um, actually the very, very, very first one that kind of kicked off our relationship was I was doing, you know, Nina was a was at my dance school, so I own I own a dance school in Toronto. It's the largest salsa dancing school in the country, and uh, I was the owner, and I had to go do. I had to. I offered to do an event that was raising money for breast cancer, and a lot of times the dance school would have students and our performers go out and and we would charge as part of the business model to have a performer come and perform at your event but because it was for charity um and it was also last minute there was nobody who could do it and there was no budget because it was for charity so i said you know what i'll go i'll go it's no routine but we'll just put on music and and we'll dance and we'll teach people how to dance salsa um and nina offered to come with me and no pay you know just trying to do a good cause and when you don't have a routine or choreography, it's also more stressful because you don't know, you don't know what you're going to do. The music comes on and you dance, and hopefully something good comes out. So it's not really um, what our performers would normally like to do. But Nina said, "You know what? I'll I'll come. Yeah, I'll do it." And that was the, I was like, "I really like this this woman here. This is this is great." Um, and we had a great time, and and that's kind of sparked wanting to get to know her a little bit more. Um, so it wasn't technically a date, but, but became one And I think just being in the business of saying yes and not overjudging something at the beginning and, and just seeing how it goes, you know, seeing how, especially with people, um, there was a great line where somebody said, Hey, is it about the journey or is it about the destination? Mm. And, uh, it's neither. It's about the company. <laughs> like who are you doing this with it makes a huge difference whether it's your significant other like nina for me or even even like this you know we're on we're on this journey together the company at least for the episode here um and so saying yes and being open to finding some amazing people to keep your company along the journey i think is really important
0: uh, uh i like that my wife and i have done some some uh ballroom dancing and i certainly know that without a routine i'd be toast and uh and, and and definitely I'm not in a position to, to lead without a routine. And so obviously you're the owner. So you, you you obviously know how to salsa dance and know how to lead. And so I, I can imagine that you're, you did very well.
1: <laughs> I mean, with something like that, Robert, it, it still was stressful because it, it's much better to have uh, something planned out, but then it's back to service, right? It's like when your fear muscle kicks in and says, you can't do this, oh my God, there's no music. What's the routine? You're not prepared you're you're a performer people are going to be watching you it's not just you doing something by yourself and we're trying to raise money for this thing what if you go up and suck and what if you drop her or what if you what if she doesn't catch the hand movement and i hadn't danced with nina a whole bunch either so it's not like we had a giant chemistry and knew each other's moves easily but it said you know what at the end of the day we're here to help and we're trying to we're trying to do something good for breast cancer and i want to support these people And worst case, if if we fall or something, we're still, the the intent is good. Um, And so, you know, that's what often gives me the courage to go off and do the thing that I'm afraid to do.
0: Oh, so good. So Evan, in your growth journey, how have have routines served you? Uh,
1: I think it's easy to wake up and feel overwhelmed and stressed out and not know what to do next, especially as entrepreneurs who are, we got lots of ideas and we, we want to work on everything. Um, where most days I wake up and I do what's in my plan. And I think that's served me a great deal. I have some days that are, that are, um, very productive because I know what I'm doing. And then I have some days that are very creative and I don't judge myself for being productive. Like creativity is messy. And if you're only doing creative stuff, then you never get anything done. But if you're only doing productive stuff, you're going to hate your business. And so it's having that mix of things that you have some time that can be dedicated to be productive, some to being creative, and especially setting up your day to inject yourself with a mindset of success. So, you know, like you can listen to this podcast, you know, watch, watch previous episodes. If you love Robert and his message and the vibe and the guests he brings on again, I may never meet you in person, audience. Hello. But, but you learned, hopefully, in this episode and Robert's other guests as well. And the more you can inject that into your daily habits and routines, the more they're going to pull you up to having greater success.
0: Oh, so valuable. All right, before we get too close to the end, I want to make sure we have a conversation about Doritos. My wife would be upset if I didn't ask you about Doritos and your relationship with Doritos.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have them here. Uh, you're catching me off guard. So Doritos, um, I'm moving in a week. Uh, so I have a strategy called Dan with Doritos and yeah, I I know we're bumping up against the clock, but, um, I think most people, when they're trying to get on a, a new habit, the goal becomes, okay, let's eliminate all of the the temptations from my environment. So if you're trying to get a health habit, my advice is I love Doritos. They're great. Uh, I can, I can, my mouth is watering just thinking (laughs) about them right now. Uh, and so the strategy becomes, we'll get rid of the Doritos. Don't have them in your house and make them hard to get. Uh, what I think ultimately that's a good starting point, but it's like a crutch. And when you break your leg, you go on crutches, but your goal is to ultimately run later on like walk and then run. And so I don't like making decisions that make me feel weak or worse about myself. Cause what happens is if you can only win in a perfect environment, if you can only win when the degrees are gone. Then what happens when you go on vacation? What happens when you go to an office party? What happens when you go to a friend's house, right? But then it's like, you can't control yourself and you know, you, you overeat. And so for me, my strategy is called damn the Doritos. Damn the Doritos. I want them in front of me. I want to look at them. I want to be able to see them. I want my mouth to water. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them back down. And sometimes people bring up a bag of Doritos. Hey, you want some? And I'll, I'll take the bag and I'll just smell it. Breathe in that Doritos goodness. Mouth water and everywhere. And then just give it back to them. And it's the greatest feeling in the world when you can when you can stay true to who you say you want to be when it gets hard, and so that's a reminder. I've got nothing in my office right now because I'm moving, but um, yeah, that's that's one of my most important reminders. Uh, that hey, I'm stronger than the Doritos. Damn the Doritos.
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing that. So you talked about pain, and 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 for me, the pain and negative in many people's lives. Helping people um, start with gratitude as a way to. to to see the good that they have and and just to start with what they've got, rather than being focused on what they don't have, how has gratitude helped you?
1: I mean, that's probably a great one to end on. Um, I think the more you can be grateful for what you have, it actually a lot of people think that they they'll stay complacent. If I'm just grateful for what I have, I stay stuck where I'm at. I think it's the opposite. I think the more you're grateful for what you have, it actually allows you to be open to the experience of what could come next. And the more you can value, whether you know you and your wife and the relationship you've got, the audience you've built, the the podcast that you've set up for yourself, whatever you've got, and it doesn't only have to be big things. It could be just little things: the country you live in, the the air you're breathing, things we don't think about. Um, it it puts you in a happy spot, which then allows you to be more creative, more productive, to then go off and accomplish your big goals. Mm,
0: Evan. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time today and, and hanging out with me and just sharing your wisdom.
1: Thank you, Robert. Appreciate you, It's been
0: fun. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Tyler Horsley and Robert connect on many levels. He shares about search engine space and the challenges of digital marketing. Tyler shares how his values are the foundation for his business and the impact he wants to make in the world, creating prosperity.